Hello, everyone. Welcome to TV Literate, the podcast that unapologetically enjoys trashy TV. I'm Jillian. And I'm Megan. And we're here. We are here. Just barely. Just barely. We're just barely getting through it all, but we're here. What a week and a half it has been, generally, globally. Yeah, there's just a lot going on right now. I mean, when is there not? Yeah. But on another note, what have you been yes. watching lately, Jillian? Um, I'm still just on Survivor, really. We haven't been watching a lot of new stuff because Chris has been playing video games and I've been reading my books and playing some games, too. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really done a lot of TV watching. I really don't think we've watched like anything this week because we just uh-huh. have been like sitting in silence trying not to freak out. Mood. <laughs> That's a mood for sure. Yeah, we, I definitely yeah. have those weeks where it's like, I didn't watch like any TV this week. I've just been surviving and trying yeah. to distract myself with my other hobbies. Yes, exactly. So nothing new to report here. <laughs> Back to you, Megan. What have you been watching? I have a couple of new things to report. I am happy to Heck say yes. um, the first thing is there is a new season of Blown Away, season three of Blown Away on Netflix, <gasps> which Shit. I had no idea about, but I just like, I didn't opened know Netflix either. and it's there and it's it's all there for you. So enjoy it because we did, oh, of course, as we yeah. always do. Um, so we watched that in like a day because it's like one of those shows that's like, it's like 30 minute episodes. There's 10 of them. So you just like watch it in a night. And then we also watched the new docu-series. It's like three documentary episodes on Woodstock 99 on Netflix, which was really interesting. And then I found out that there's actually an HBO documentary on Woodstock 99 that came out like a year ago. And I actually, Uh I I enjoyed both of them and I think they're both different enough, but I actually think I like the HBO documentary a little bit better. I thought it was a little bit just of a better documentary but they're both interesting and it's just like wow a lot of commentary about like uh I don't know society in the late 90s and how Uh like women were just sexualized and men were assholes and there was so much pent-up aggression and it was just like it was a bad time it was not great it's uh, you know uh as as fucked up as things are it is good to know that there you know have been conversations about things that have you know progressed especially things with like sexual assault and stuff like that at least it's a little bit more talked about and known about because Mm -hmm. dark stuff yeah yeah we watched the uh hbo one when it came out last year and Mm -hmm. it was a lot so i didn't know that there was another new one but i have been seeing people talk about it again so Mm -hmm. i figured there must be something but (laughs) i think it just came out like the past week or so or maybe whatever a couple weeks ago on netflix um so yeah i don't know it's 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 the, uh, I always love it when there's like com- like dueling documentaries like a la Fire Festival uh-huh. where it's like you can compare and contrast and see like <laughs> see the different types of journalism. Yeah, exactly. It's like you feel like you're not getting a biased take because you're getting multiple takes. Right. Yeah, at least a little bit less biased. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. So this week we're going to pick off pick off. This we're week gonna we're going to pick, pick off the blasts. Oh, uh, I mean, I can think of the ones we would start with for sure. But we are going to pick up with where we left off with the Platts. Uh, we're doing yes. the current season right now. Um, and the episode, the first episode we're going to talk about is called Double Life. 
this is like so dramatic of a title for the episode that like isn't about anyone actually having a double life i know they just <laughs> love to be at least i don't know at least they're not being like cutesy with the titles like the Bates show but yeah. yeah not not really a super representative title but you know what that's all right <laughs> yeah i feel like we could have used that like the next episode or the one after right right it's a double life so Ethan is packing to go work on his cars in Cairo, which we talked about last week. And mm-hmm. Olivia has decided to tag along with him. I just, I, I understand why she's doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a bummer because he does not understand why he's doing it. Yeah. And so yeah. it's never going to go good. It's going to be no. a bad time at the end yeah. of it. <laughs> That's definitely true. Yeah, Ethan needs to be ne- Ethan needs to do some more self-reflecting on this topic and reflecting on their relationship. Yeah. In relation to this topic too. But Olivia says that she wants to be supportive of Ethan and his hobbies and also just kind of like has a gut feeling that she should be in Cairo with him. Like doesn't really want him to go to Cairo completely alone and isolate himself, which I get because that's kind of what he does. Yeah. Oh yeah, big time. He's he's yeah, I don't know. He He's just a little hermit and who doesn't want to deal with his own feelings. Mm-hmm. And then this was the thing that really got me is this whole episode was like, okay, so this is kind of like Ethan hiding stuff from his parents. But then his fucking parents are basically doing the same thing two episodes oh, later. God. So like, I know it's just that he's committing the sins of the father. Yes, he's learned from the best. <laughs> And he thinks that it's a reaction to what they were doing, not that he's literally copying them. Right, right. Uh, he's also scrambling because now he has to tell Olivia about this car that he bought. While they, they, he bought the car while they were separated and hasn't told her about it because, and he says like, if I would have told her about it when I bought it, we would have gotten divorced. So like, not great. Yeah, maybe like, you so shouldn't you have bought knew? it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You knew that this was like. I'm going to go, like, we're, we're on a break, but I'm going to go sleep with someone at the bar. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's like, I'm going to do something that I know expressly would piss off my wife, especially yeah. because of the timing of it. Yeah. But I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> and I'm going to yeah. keep it from her. It's so fucking much. Like, yeah. I really had some, like, awakenings into their psychology <laughs> in these mm-hmm. three episodes. Definitely. Like, man. Some of the stuff you're just like, yep, they're, they literally just can't see it. They can't yeah. look inwardly. Yeah, not at all. So they talk a little bit about how Mariah kn- knew about the car, knows about mm-hmm. the situation, but obviously she doesn't want to get involved. Like, it's not... It's not her responsibility. Yeah. It's not the fight that she wants to have while she's living in their house. Yeah, like. exactly. <laughs> um, but they both, it was, I thought it was interesting that both Mariah and Olivia in these scenes like referred to Ethan as being very sneaky. Like that's a very uh-huh. integral part of his personality, it seems like. And he calls himself sneaky too. Yeah. Yeah. Which like, I can imagine it would be really hard to be married to somebody like that. As much as I like like Ethan, like yeah. he like, I, yeah. I could not handle something like that. There is a difference between independence and sneakiness. Definitely, definitely. Um, so then we go over uh, and we catch up with our <laughs> our favorite parents, and Kim just comes out and says it. She says that her and Barry have decided to live separately for now, and Kim has been staying in their rental properties as they've been vacant. 
and she says that she feels like Barry isn't really trying. Um, and she says that like it kind of seemed like he might be starting to try, and then he'd realize it was working, and then he'd like stop yeah. trying, which and sounds one hundred percent true. It yeah. sounds yeah, it it's fits. like the tale of every shitty straight marriage. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like I guess him and Barry had like a conversation, and Kim said that there's no way this is gonna work, and Barry mm-hmm. cried. This is just, like, one of those things. I did not know that I would like Kim again because I did not like her. Like, I hated her, but I knew that this was, like, fucking trauma response bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. she actually seems to know, like, what she wants, what she's feeling, yeah. and what she's done to the people around her. And it's, like, she's kind of redeeming herself in my eyes. Yeah, at least a little bit. I mean, I, st- yeah. I, am, I don't think I will ever be a fan of either of these people just because, no. like... They literally, like, I don't even need to explain it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely I can at least say that at, at Kim is much more self-aware and just, like, able to reflect on things and come to conclusions, even if it's, like, not the conclusion she wants to come to. Mm-hmm. Whereas Barry just seems to completely ignore everything and bury his head in the sand and just yeah. pretend like everything's okay, which is not... Yeah, I mean, everything's okay for Barry because Barry doesn't give a shit about what everybody else feels or whatever. Barry's happy. Barry has no feelings himself. He is a he is a robot. So Barry had what he wanted, a wife and children and a job and someone to take care of all the kids and, you know, whatever. Like he got he he was contented, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. um, God. So this part is when they (laughs) play Kim a, a clip back of her. From two years ago where it yes. says you have to go into a marriage with eyes wide open but then have your eyes half shut while you're in it and it's uh, like yep oof yep that's yeah that's when we all knew that yes this was bad yeah it was clear from the beginning that like this is not a healthy and normal marriage huh. so like any any outsider could see that yeah and um i mean i'm glad that she's finally realizing it herself um i don't know yeah I just yeah, like she's still she's still not a good person. No, but I understand her more. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad that she's at least at least cut like, you know, working through these things for herself. Yeah, I mean, but does she have a therapist? Maybe, possibly. Pro- I hope so. I hope so. But like, it kind of sounds like she has a therapist. Yeah, I could see that for sure. I do wish she wouldn't, um, like, neglect her children and pawn off the work on their other children, though. I know. I know. It's like, okay, so there is an actual medium between abandoning your children yes. and smothering your children. It is called yes. parenting them. Yeah, for sure. Which, we'll get into that as it comes up more, because it will come up several times. But Oh, yeah. <laughs> going back to Ethan and Olivia, they are on their way to Cairo. <laughs> And Ethan's already stressed out about the new car situation, uh-huh. and like there's just like a lot of tension in this car ride. God, yeah, it's four and a half hours, and he's like, mm. "I feel like it's gonna be four and a half hour argument." And it's like, first of all, having that expectation at the beginning, like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's bullshit. A, yeah, especially because like he and Olivia says it in this part where he hides all of his emotions. So when anyone around him has a, a single emotion, even if it's a reasonable emotion. He's like, oh, you're so over-emotional. Yes, and yes. that's exactly what fucking happens in the car. Like, they're sitting there, and he's like, well, she's like, you know, it just doesn't really feel like you want me to come. And he's like, well, I didn't want you to come. I was hoping to go by myself. And she's just like, cool, uh, cool. Great. Like, yeah. obviously upset. <laughs> yeah, if my husband told me that, like, it would 
make me so upset. Yeah. Real, like I'm a sensitive person. Yeah. And stuff like that would really bother me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, even if you're thinking it, thing to say. you don't need to say it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's just cruel. Yeah. That's like my, my ex-boyfriend who his whole motto was, if I don't tell you every single thought that comes into my brain, I'm not being honest with you. And don't mm-hmm. you want your boyfriend to be honest with you? And it's like, I mean, not when you just tell me that, like, nobody, no man in their right mind would find me attractive at my current weight. Yeah, no, I don't want you to say stuff like that to me. No. 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 And it's like, that's <laughs> the kind of person you are that you want to say that stuff to people. Like, we yes. all have nasty thoughts occasionally. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's the a filter. about being a good person who, like, cares about other people and has, like, empathy and sympathy is you don't fucking say that shit. And most yeah. of the time you're like, oh, yeah, that was a that was a shitty thing to think. Like, I don't know why I thought that. Like, yeah, <laughs> but, like, it's okay if you just think it and don't say it. Like, there's no harm done in that, in just thinking something. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> just, we all have the little demon that Intrusive says shitty thoughts. things about people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I don't want to stick my hand in the fucking foreman grill i don't have to do that i can make the decision to not stick my hand in the foreman grill i can i have that i have that decision making process ability inside of me and just ethan fucking doesn't and then she's like upset by this and he's like i wouldn't have taken you along if you were gonna be this sad yeah it's like it's like well you just said you didn't want to do this activity with her why wouldn't she be sad yeah exactly it's like what do you expect He's You're got the emotional awareness ass. of, like, a rotten apple. <laughs> he really does. He really does. <sighs> Which, I mean, he is, like, a, a, man, a, a man in his early 20s. So what do you expect? But, like, a very on, sheltered, Ethan. raised yes. by Barry the Entitled Man. Oh, God. I'm honestly, like, I'm surprised he's as normal as he is. But even yeah. still, like, come on, Ethan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And again, a lot of it's due to your trauma, dude. But you got to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's you can't make your trauma everyone else like you have to deal with that yeah, and not you make don't it other get people's to hurt problem. People because you're hurt people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So then we get a little clip of Mariah who is at the apartment with Nathan, uh, mm-hmm. Olivia's younger brother, and they're making hot chocolate together. And Mariah is kind of reflecting on everything and says she feels a lot better since her trip to LA and is up to more socializing these days. And she's back to being blonde mm-hmm. for a change, which, I mean, she lo- I loved the colored hair, but, of course, the, the classic plath blonde is... Yeah, I it's mean, an iconic look for a 21-year-old iconic. in Tampa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, well, yeah, come on, you're in Tampa. You, you gotta do be, it. You gotta, you gotta get the, the bad orange tan and the blonde hair mm-hmm. and the big falsies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's hilarious that Mariah and Nathan, like, everyone in the house knows about ethan's the car. car except mm-hmm. for olivia i know i know it's I bad see. that's really bad ethan you don't fucking see how you're the problem here bud exactly and i thought it was it was interesting how nathan was talking about how he sees olivia you know going to cairo this place with a lot of trauma and a lot of negative things like stepping out of her comfort zone going back to Cairo to bond with Ethan how that's like a really big step for her and Ethan does not see that at all he just sees it as like an inconvenience and that's like a real shame Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I think one of them said like Olivia's trying to fix things by going and Ethan doesn't know he has to I guess yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's yeah 
I don't know. But yeah, definitely not their fucking responsibility to talk Mm-mm. to tell Olivia about the car because what a fucking nightmare. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, no. That's all on Ethan, for sure. Yeah, not not good. So we go on to Micah. Mm-hmm. In LA. LA. And uh, Micah's friend Capiche is showing them how to cook an Indian meal. And Micah says he's never had Indian food, but he has eaten caterpillars with his siblings. Yes. So you know. He's <laughs> he cultured didn't in make some the ways. Equation, I guess. But he didn't make yes. that equation, but it was there. <laughs> It was, yeah, he did, those were two separate sentences, yeah. uh, but they were both true and they were both represented in this, in this scene, so. Yes. Um, uh, this episode being right after the last episode where Kim brought her Jamaican friend oh my gosh, from the gym yes. back to cook them dinner and like how horrifying that situation was that mm-hmm. whole time. And then like comparing it to like, how nice and easy Capiche, yeah. Micah, and Hayden, and all them. Like, oh, we're trying each other's cultures. We're having a nice time. Yeah. Like, this is how it should be. And then there's Kim over there being like, this is my new emotional affair I'm having. Would you yeah, like exactly. him to cook a dinner for you? And then <laughs> challenge him and Barry to a push-up competition. Wow. God. So wholesome. Yeah, no, th- it was it was a great, like, foil. Because, yeah, yeah they seemed, this was such, like, a cool, like, the vibes were fun. There was no tension. They were just having fun. And it was, like... Yeah. A big emphasis on, you know, like, like learning about other cultures, foods and trying other things, whereas like it did not seem like it seemed like they were trying to say that's what they were doing with the with the Jamaican dinner. Mm -hmm. But it's like clear that Kim just wanted to bring this guy over to To make make Barry Barry jealous. jealous. Yeah. 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 It's like how to actually have a friend who is not of your race and ethnicity versus how not to. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, they also they talk a little bit about like sex stuff, and Micah tells the story about how he was on a date, and the date asked like, "When's the last time you had sex?" And he said he answered honestly last <laughs> night, which hey, at least he's being honest. I mean, yeah, he's like, and then I got a second, and a third, and a fourth date. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, Everyone can be a hoe. Yeah, My- Micah Platt deserves to be a hoe. Yeah, he gets his hoe season, his season yeah. of hoe. His exactly. season in the hell. <laughs> <laughs> Just be safe, Micah. Yeah, don't get pregnant or, well, it, don't get anyone else pregnant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or disease or, like, COVID, monkeypox. Lots yeah. of stuff going around these days. Yeah, just <laughs> mask up all orifices. Polio, question mark? <laughs> <sighs> and you Polio. know they're probably not vaccinated, so they should God. get on that if they haven't already. I bet Micah's vaccinated. I think because probably. Micah is an actor. Yeah, I'm sure he probably he like, has, has required to, to be part mm-hmm. of his agency or whatever. Right. I don't know. I liked that scene. I love the scenes with Micah and his friends. I, I like his LA friends. They just seem like really like cool, like supportive dudes. I don't know how he found these fucking dudes. Yeah, but because they all just seem so cool, but like yeah, and like they're really nice, and like I feel like that's not common anywhere, and much less somewhere like fucking L.A. where everyone's like dog eat dog out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's very refreshing. It is. It's very good. Micah also says that he realized his parents' rules weren't going to work for him around thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, good for him. Yeah. Yeah. 
That seems like a reasonable time for him to make that decision. Yeah. 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 It's like Mariah really rebelled and Micah was just biding his fucking time. He's like waiting for 18, baby. He's just, you know, being a little farm boy until you're building up those muscles until he can get out and show him off to the world. (laughs) So Ethan is finally, finally reunited with his cars. Um, And his friend Philip, who works at the the place where he stores his cars, who I love Philip because Philip's always like being like, hey, you should be like thankful for your wife and everything she does for you. Because like I would kill for my wife to be interested in this hobby. And Uh she's really trying here. Yeah. Like Philip is the car man that Ethan should strive to be. Yes, definitely. Because you can still love cars and work on them and have a hobby, but you can do it in a way where it's not emotionally neglecting your loved ones. Exactly. Exactly. You can just have a hobby instead of a, I don't even know, like a dissociation. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what do you even (laughs) call it? Like just a complete distraction from everything. Yeah. I don't know. But Olivia, yeah, Olivia jumps right in and helps clean some parts. She's really trying here. Yeah. And she does seem like genuinely interested in like, yeah, and like figuring it out and like trying happy to, to be like, hanging out. Yeah, which is great. Awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, and I, I get that. Like, I am not interested in a lot of all the things that my husband is interested in, but like, mm-hmm. I enjoy doing stuff with him. So, like, yeah, even if it's stuff I'm not interested in, I'm going to enjoy it. And she was being so nice and so kind and so like affable after mm-hmm. he just said, I don't want you to fucking be yes. here like two hours before. Olivia. You're too good for this world. I know. God, I, I've heard that we're going to not like Olivia as much in the next set of episodes. Um, but it's okay. I still stand Olivia a little bit. Yeah. So far. Yeah. We're, we're just talking about what we've seen. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't be yeah. mad at us if she's like really bad. No. Um, anyway, <laughs> Ethan. But uh, finally, after this scene, Ethan admits that he's having a good time and he's glad that Olivia is there. But he's kind of compartmentalizing everything with the truck and not dealing with it yet because he's Ethan. Yeah, because that's how you deal with things when you're in a family who literally has done nothing but compartmentalize their entire lives due to yeah. trauma. <laughs> just, yeah, just kind of your natural, <laughs> natural way of being. Yep. <clears throat> <sighs> then it's the fuckery. This mm-hmm. is the most fuckery, I think, in all of these episodes. Yep. Barry, good old fucking gotta have control Barry, mm-hmm. tells the kids about the separation. They have not talked about telling the kids. They have not. There's no, like, the kids aren't asking him. He just, like, gathers them around. Like, come yeah. on, your father's got some things to tell you about your mother. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting because I, th- I, de- I definitely think that even though the parents don't know 100% what's going on, they need to be more you know clear with the kids because mm-hmm. they're they're not young kids they can no. like they're, they're, they're not, not like babies they know yeah. that their mom's leaving at night to go sleep somewhere exactly else. so maybe just like talk a little bit about it but yeah it's like really manipulative of barry to essentially go behind kim's back and lay out all the details without having giving her the opportunity to say her side mm-hmm. like just a lot a lot going on it here sh- if it should have been a joint discussion it should have been, yeah. He should definitely. have texted Kim that morning and been like, hey, you got to come in for dinner tonight because yeah. we have to tell the kids. They're asking too many questions. Yeah. Like, I definitely think it would be appropriate for Barry to be like, we have got to talk to the kids. Like, they yeah. need to know. But I don't think it's appropriate for him to do it by himself without, without yeah. 
Kim. <laughs> yeah, without Kim's blessing to do it by himself. Like Right, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It was bad and Yeah. It He's just he like Ethan totally unaware of yeah. what the problem is. Yeah, it's like Barry really should not be the one describing the issue because he yeah. clearly doesn't actually even know what the issue is. No. Um or care, it seems like. So, um, yeah, I don't even know. I I did like how we kind of caught up with some of the older kids. So Isaac is working 40 hours a week. I don't know exactly what he's doing, but something airport related, which he's into flying. So good for him. Yeah. Uh, Good for him for getting out of the house. I'm sure that's a a relief for him. Yeah. Um, And then Lydia also works full time at the bank. And she also has been helping the younger kids, younger girls school. And she said, mom helps sometimes. Yeah. I like... Kim is doing uh, exactly the same fucking thing as Ethan's doing and just yeah, I'm going like, to go do dance and not think about the problems in my life and it's like okay well you can try that but you do have children that you need that you you technically are in charge of their schooling yes like and you don't you don't need to be either that's the thing yeah. is like there are li- there are literal schools I don't know if you knew that but there are schools that there will are. like teach your kids for you and a lot of them you don't even have to like pay tuition for because yeah, they're public and- schools they get buses and shit to pick them up in the morning and drop yeah. them off in the afternoon. Imagine that. So if you're not committed to homeschooling your kids full time, then and instead you're pawning it off on your other child who has a 40 hour a week job yeah. in addition to being a 19, 20 year old woman, yeah. like maybe you should put them in school then if you're not going to teach them yourself. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's not a failure to say like, Hey, there's too much on my plate right now. Yeah. I can't yeah. take care of this as well. But it's know. just like a, it's just like abandoning them. Like, and also it's like, shouldn't your kid's education be like a Important. priority? Yeah. Especially because your other fucking kids have said yeah. outright to your face, you put me at a disadvantage with schooling, with all this knowledge that I don't have. Yeah. It's like, they literally told you that and you have done nothing, but probably made it worse now because now you're not even yeah, pretending. Yeah. not even teaching. Yeah. It's like, God, it just. It's a fucking uh, nightmare. It and is. It's like. In this part, though, still, he says something. He's like, okay, so first of all, the parentification of Lydia is so fucking fucked up. I would just like Mm -hmm. to say that him, Barry, treated Lydia kind of like his, like, next wife. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It was very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. And so she, like, comforts him by hugging him, which, you know, like, it's okay. Then he's like, you know, I'm just torn up because, you know, it's a trauma. And it's just like, get fucked, Barry. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you've, your whole life, your children have been traumatized their whole life by you guys. Yeah, you don't get to tell your kids that, especially something that's like going to traumatize them. Yes, it's, it's currently like, traumatizing them. This, this isn't something that only affects you, Barry. It directly affects all of these people. And like, you are the adult here. You have yeah. to. You, you're their father. You have to yeah. be at least somewhat in control of this situation and, like, know how to respond. Yeah. And you sure as shit are probably not offering great emotional support. Uh, Yeah. No. It doesn't seem like he's, you know, super emotionally present. I think that's actually, like, the crux of the issue here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I did hate <laughs> how he said, well, I've lost my relationship with Kim now, so now I have to build relationships with – stronger relationships with my children – and I'm like, you have to parent your children? Wow. I know. It's, it's like, shouldn't you have been trying to build strong relationships with your children 
the regardless whole time. of your relationship with your wife. That just seems like something that a parent would want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not right? a parent. I don't know shit. I know. God, <laughs> I do think it's very funny that Kim and Barry are another um, statistic, another pandemic divorce that's mm-hmm. gonna happen because you know that this started getting crazy when like he was at oh, yeah. home all the time because he had been working like in Tallahassee and stuff mm-hmm. so she didn't have to deal with him she was just a mom raising kids yeah definitely I <laughs> yeah I can imagine the divorce rates going up and then in the coming years I'm sure mm-hmm. it's and been just... rough it's been a rough go of it yeah it's been tough when you like the person you live with and like want yes. to emotionally support them and feel emotionally yeah. supported much less somebody who's like <laughs> yeah and just like stressful times bring out the worst in people a lot of the time so it's just ugh, a mess mm-hmm. yeah lydia says that this was only the second time she had seen barry cry the first being her brother's funeral so mm-hmm. yeah that's i mean i understand not everyone is a crier but i like i don't know i definitely saw my dad cry like yeah several occasions like my dad is not a big crier like he's definitely a very emotionally buttoned up introvert. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I've seen my dad cry. Do you have anything else to say about the Barry talk? No, just fuck Barry. Just I think Barry's the cause of all these problems. Like Kim was fucked up. But I think Kim yeah. was fucked up from her childhood and he monopolized on that. And then definitely. she just got more. It definitely fucked seems up. like that. And yeah, yeah. It's it's bad. And it's just like he still is so unaware of <laughs> how he comes just it's just like how life. are you like this no eyeballs all just wearing the horse blinders can only look in the mirror attached to your forehead you are just staring at yourself barry <laughs> only thinks about barry with that creepy little smirk on his face <sighs> that fucking smirk he did some pretty ill-timed smirks in these episodes as as always god <laughs> oh my god <sighs> so then um ethan and olivia they're having a jam out time in cairo but it's finally, it's, you know, he can't put it off any longer. Ethan has got to tell her about this new car. Yeah. So he takes a call from Mariah. who's just like telling her, like telling him, like, you need to fucking just tell her. Yeah. Like, she's like, just fucking now. do it. <laughs> and then there's like an awkward conversation between them, between Olivia mm-hmm. and Ethan, where Olivia is like talking about how she's just like looking forward to having all his cars away from Cairo. And he was like, but you know that even when my cars are away from Cairo, like, I'm, I'm still, still going to want to come back here. And it's yeah. like, yeah, that's fine. But yeah, kind of. it's just like, you don't need to bring this up right now. Like, we get it. Like, you're tied to Cairo. Your family is there. But like, yeah. read the room. Yeah, read the room, buddy. <sighs> so then this just like blends into the next episode, which is called I Was Born in the Dining Room. Which is and- an iconic Yes, title. Title, thank you. I was like, intro? (laughs) So uh, we're back at the garage. Ethan is leading Olivia towards something to show her, which... She's such a fucking idiot. I know. I was just like, why did you do it this way? I know, because she thought, first of all, she thought it was going to be something that he thought was fun for a little bit. She's like, oh, are you going to prank me? Like, is it a dead mouse? Like, thinking that he's going to continue the nice time they're having by giving her a raz. And no, he's like... It's it's like he sent a I want to talk text and then turned off his phone for four hours. <laughs> My ex boyfriend literally would just say like I need we need to have a serious talk later and then I would bring it up and he would be like oh I was just kidding because I knew it would make you feel anxious all day. We're going 
we're we're riding at dawn. <laughs> it's like what the fuck. Anyway, we're a man tonight. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's like she should have just been like, hey, I like I need to have a serious talk. I like sit down and just have the talk and just like yeah, or be it. like, hey, since we're here, yeah. I have to tell you that I bought another car when we were separated. Yeah, it's outside, yes. out back here. Philip's been taking care of it for me. Whatever it runs, blah blah blah. I'm sorry. I knew that yeah. this would upset you, but it's something that I've always wanted. And instead, yes. he's like, let's walk out for 20 fucking minutes out to this yes. fucking car where she's like, what's happening? What are you doing? Why aren't you talking to me? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then he just goes, he just stands next to the car and he goes, I bought another old car. It runs, though. It's like, it has an engine cool. and a transmission. It's like, cool. So do pretty much all cars. Yeah. And like, he doesn't really like you like like you just outlined he if he would have just like come out and said it and like acknowledged that what he did was wrong and hiding it from her was wrong from the beginning Mm -hmm. um like i think it would have gone a lot better but it was just like let me drop this bombshell on you and then like probably get annoyed with you when you get overly dramatic about it yeah with like no emotional awareness of why mm-hmm. she's upset at all. He just says, yeah. she's going to be upset about this, so I didn't want to do it. It's like, well, why is she going to be upset, bud? Right. Why Let's is she going to be upset? This. Let's ask this one question. And then mm-hmm. when she, like, says to him, like, I think later, she says something like, you need to understand. Like, uh, it's really convenient that you're confused or you don't understand mm-hmm. where I'm coming from. And it's like, yeah, dude. Like, yeah. think about... The equation here. Why is she It's really upset? not that hard. It's really no. not that hard to understand. No, and he's like, well, I just, she just wants me to pay more attention to her. And he's like, she's like, no, that's not the problem. Yeah, yeah, no. So Olivia doesn't really say anything at first. She kind of just, like, takes it in and asks if she could just go back to washing her parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we kind of get a little clip from her saying um, that it was just, like, particularly p- painful that like the timing of when he bought it because he bought it while they were separated so he could take time to figure out like how he could be more present in the relationship what he can do to improve it and instead he did something he knew Mm -hmm. would not be okay and then hid it from her Mm -hmm. and it's like we thought we were making all this progress and then this you know yeah is not cool yeah he said at the very end of the previous episode something i think it was to mariah or in a talking mm-hmm. head. It was kind of like half a joke, but not really a joke. He said, it's always best to lie than if you get caught, you get deal- you get to deal with it. And mm-hmm. it's like, honey. No. No. Just tell the truth and you won't have to deal with anything. Yeah. 99% of the time, like, the lying about it is going to be the worst part. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone will get over, like, oh, you overspent on a hobby. You mm-hmm. did this yeah. and that. But it's like... Why would yeah. you fucking lie about it? <laughs> I, yeah, it's so it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Like, and and you know that it's bad then because you're feeling shame and that's why you're lying. And like, yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's like Ethan understanding a human emotion is like the meme with the lady and all the like numbers and like math is floating in yes, front of her face. Yes, because yeah, it, it's that. It's, it's too hard. It's too much for him. And he doesn't realize, I don't think, that Olivia knows that, like, this is why he didn't want her to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, like, come on now. We all fucking know. Olivia's not dumb. No. No. <sighs> so we'll take a break from Aletha. Ethan and Olivia. That was a, <laughs> that was a, so, Aletha. I like that. Anyway, we're going to L.A. And, LA. um, 
Hayden, who is Micah's friend, roommate mm-hmm. type thing, his girlfriend is coming over and bringing another friend, like, as a date for Micah. Mm-hmm. And um, they're two, like, I guess Hayden's girlfriend, Amanda, is from Brazil, and the woman she's bringing, Antia, is from Spain. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of all getting to know each other, getting familiar with each other's, like, backgrounds and childhood actors they know each other from acting school yeah they seem they seem cool and fun yeah Um, and then micah micah gets into his whole his whole background with them yeah i'm sure like he talks about how it's just like a really great conversation starter to be like i have eight siblings eight siblings (laughs) and we're all crazy weird fucking gone with the wind not gone with the wind singing in the Sound of music? Sound of music. Thank you. Singing in the rain? How did I get that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sound of music, children. Yeah, when you were when you were started doing it, I was thinking, okay, she's talking about a musical with blonde people. <laughs> like it's gotta be it's I'm gotta glad be sound of music. <laughs> <laughs> what, not singing in the rain? That's not Julie Andrews. <laughs> I don't I yeah. No. Um but I loved when um when she he mentioned that his that he had eight siblings and Hayden's girlfriend said just said, Is your mom okay? <laughs> And no. the answer is no. no. No, Amanda. She's, she's not, not okay. okay. Everyone, like, Micah thinks she's okay because he doesn't know what it is like right. to be a And, woman. like, physically she's okay. Like, she's, <laughs> like, alive. Well, like, yes. she's alive and walking, like, to the blind eye. Like, she looks yeah. like she's okay. So that must mean she is okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no. But. Yeah, invisible illnesses don't exist. Uh-uh. No, she definitely probably doesn't have, like, major bladder issues or oh, God. bowel yeah. issues or coochie issues from birthing eight children. Micah talks about how he was born in the dining room, which is where the title comes from. Uh-huh. And he says three of his siblings were born in the car on the way to the midwife and the rest of them at home. Yeah. Mm, no, thanks. Uh-uh. Um, and Micah says that he grew up thinking, like, this was completely normal. All of yeah. this was just, like, normal. I... I have questions. Why the dining yeah. room? I don't know. Like, Fundy's usually do, like, like, bedroom, like, bedroom. bed yeah. or, like, couch. Yeah. The birthing couch. The famous birthing couch. Was she, like, on Jessa. the table? Ooh, I hope not. I hate that, but I'm now picturing it. I don't know. Yeah, I think that the dining room would be, like, one of the least likely used rooms. Like, just... Yeah. And, like, even if you're, like, oh, I'm not going to make it to the midwife. I'm going to have this baby here. Like, unless you're just, like literally dropping a baby out immediately yeah. you're gonna which go find somewhere to be comfortable right which is or usually like, like a bed or a couch or something yeah yeah Not i don't a know dining room table dining room man <laughs> it's just i just i have so many thoughts <laughs> yeah i i get that it's it's confusing for sure because like we've seen their house where all those babies were born like they're it's not all the same room those are the different rooms house. yeah the birthing house. We could go stay in the birthing house. It is on Airbnb. Maybe, yeah. Oh, Maybe. we could eat at the table that Michael was born. <laughs> I think it was born on. <laughs> I wonder if she had like each of her kids in a different room in the house to be like, oh, this oh, is shit. your room. Micah's room is the dining room, and then like I don't even know the study is where Mariah was born. Ethan in the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. Professor Plum in the library. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah, you know. Micah also talks about how he seems to be adjusting a lot 
easier to like the real world than his siblings are. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think that's true and not in like a negative way towards his siblings, but in like, yeah. a, I can't believe that Micah is adjusting this well to the real world and this like normal and nice. Yeah. C- coming from the background he came from. <laughs> yeah. Like, and he went to like city 401 yeah. From the middle yeah. of fucking nowhere. Like, he didn't move to Tampa or Tallahassee or exactly. Atlanta. He was to like, LA. LA. I want to go to LA and I'm going to try to become a model. And it's like, I know that's like a lot of people who go to LA, but right. like, people like a lot. fizzle out and fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> Those people aren't usually, you know, extremely sheltered, you know, yeah. kids that lived on a farm and didn't really leave at all. And, you know, yeah, that is a you know, Hollywood trope exactly don't know what (laughs) snl is like that's usually usually not the case has never watched tv moves to la yeah doesn't quite add up to me yeah like he's doing good i mean he still hasn't found a place to live other than on his buddy's couch but but he's like a he's like a 20 year old 21 year old kid i don't know yeah he's He's turning 21 yeah oh yeah he is that's like a plot point um so yeah that sounds like a normal thing for like yeah. To be crashing out on your bro's couch. Yeah. And like he's making money both yeah. in modeling and acting and from this show. Right. So So yeah. Yeah. Good for him. I'm I'm proud of him for like I think that's really awesome. Like I could never yeah. do something like that and I don't have like half I didn't have half of the yeah, limitations like, that he has. So yeah. yeah. Good for Micah. Exactly. I don't know, man. He's yeah, he's he's doing good. It may just be that he just has is like Icarus flying towards the sun and he mm-hmm. just does not know what the problem is going to be like he's just flying by but right. I hope everything turns out well for him same same so then oh god we get another really fucking awkward scene with Lydia and Barry and both of oh. these people like individually make me uncomfortable uh-huh. and so when they're together it's like Oof. almost too much for me to handle Oof. yeah it's really bad I don't like Lydia and Barry yeah, it is definitely like really awkward just because Lydia has essentially taken over Kim's duties completely. Yeah. And so it's like, she's like, the almost Jana. like Barry's, Barry, yeah, Barry's like expecting her to like be her, be his companion now, which is not appropriate uh-huh. in any way. No, like she's like an 18 year old kid. She's on her, her very own first life. job. She's never yes. dated anyone. You yes. have kept her under a strict lock and key. And you're, yes. like, out here fucking Sweeney totting her and being like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's I don't disturbing. It's, yeah, it's, even on the, like, not weird level, like, Lydia is not your therapist. She is exactly. not anything to you that you should be, like, working through your emotional shit with no. your wife and her mother. Yeah. Like, she's, like, your kids are the last people. Like, you should be honest and upfront with them about what's going yeah. on. But, like, they don't need to know all of the trauma and stuff that you're feeling because they are also feeling lots of yeah lots they, of emotions right now shit, she's only lived 18 years like she's that's this is like the biggest event to ever happen in her entire yeah. life and she's expected to support her father's emotional state right Definitely. which like you know it's you're in a family up. you always want to support somebody but like yeah. it just feels like so fucking pernicious Definitely, definitely. Especially just coming from Barry in general. Yeah, because of who he is. Yeah. And, like, who she is is she'll never say no or be like, I feel uncomfortable or this is, like, distressing me or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. She'll just continue to do it until she loses her mind and kills someone. Right. Ugh, God. (laughs) 
But yeah, Barry kind of opens up. They talk about how like surprising the situation is. And Barry, Barry says sometimes he wonders if she's going through a midlife crisis, which just goes to show that he has does no not idea. care, has no idea, is not taking this seriously. It's like the same type of thing when, it, when somebody says like, oh, but you're on your period. Mm-hmm. It's, first of all, fuck you. Second of all, even if I am on my period, even if I am having a midlife crisis, my feelings are still valid. Yeah, maybe you're the reason for the crisis, buddy. Exactly. Also, like, this is the thing I was thinking of. Kim has this whole thing, like, this whole family is so about compartmentalization and just not thinking about it and doing something to keep busy. And Kim has done with children what Ethan did with cars. And so once Ethan, Mariah, and Micah left the house... And then Barry went on that one week vacation with that with the girls, like the little ones. Yeah. So she was home alone the first time since she got married. Yes. And she's yeah. just like the second that she's like allowed to like sit down and think about it, she's like, oh fuck. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, like her kids were her hobby, which yeah. is fucked up. And yeah it's i don't even know but that's a good point and it's just like it's a family trait it seems like yeah it's how they were yeah. raised can't fucking deal with it just ignore it and keep busy mm-hmm. <laughs> there's also a part where barry kind of is patting himself on the back because he helped her get this dance studio he just doesn't understand how this can still be happening even though he's helped her get this dance studio and he still has power over it and he's still like can refuse to sign for it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I loved that he goes through that and he's like, but I wouldn't do that to her. And then I love that Lydia was the one that had to point out that it wasn't like Christian of him to be doing stuff like that. And he's yeah. like, oh yeah, I, I am Christian. That is my thing, isn't it? I know. Oh, yeah. These episodes, this whole season has really solidified like how not an actual Christian Kim or Barry is. Yes. Barry's yes. just been using it as like a fucking control tool and Kim yep. has just been using it as like, a crutch <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah it's it's completely it's completely apparent to me that yeah it's yeah it's all about control for barry 100 oh, yeah. percent. oh yeah so then this part he is talking about he's like yeah you just really need to get to know the person you're marrying i should have asked wow. him some questions and it's like you didn't because the reason that you liked her is because she was vulnerable yeah exactly and that's again maybe you should unpack that and figure something out about yourself there I don't think he ever will. No, probably not. Maybe seeing himself on TV will, but that's the only hope mm. I have for him. It's just <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Think we'll so. see. I, it hasn't seemed to make any any difference so far. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, though I think literally it's made a difference in everybody else. <laughs> yes, definitely. I do think that that's a big reason why Kim is like realizing that things aren't as they should be. Yeah, she's like, oh shit. So I did really like abuse my children for like a solid 20 yeah. years great great cool. cool like i don't know how to fucking deal with that i don't know how i would deal with that so mm-hmm. the fact that she's even acknowledging that how she treated her children was not the way that she should have treated her children is yeah big yeah i was i was impressed with that she actually has like come out and said stuff like that because yeah i don't think i would have expected kim to actually admit that she might have been wrong like yeah this season yeah which is why i'm like slightly warming up to kim because yeah, i get it barry isn't ever gonna say that <laughs> no he's not he's not even trying i mean to he's, see what the he's problem just is. now deciding that he wants to have a relationship with his children like <laughs> wow amazing after half of them are already gone yeah 
God. I don't know. But yeah, so he goes through the whole like timeline that he and Kim met and married within three, four to, three to four months, which again, fucked up. Fuck you, Barry. Yeah. And then in five years, they had four children. That's really messed up. That's so fucked up. Like my husband and I, we've been together six years total. And I'm thinking about how that would mean that we'd been married for five years and had uh-huh. five kids or whatever. Yeah. Uh, don't like that. No, it's not a great, <laughs> not a great feeling. You would have no time to yourself, especially None. if you started at like 19 or 20. Yeah, no time to get to know each other either and like Mm-mm. be a couple and be married and, you know. And they didn't even like, weren't even a couple dating. They were only a couple yeah. of months. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah, like he didn't want to know her. He just wanted a wife. Yeah, and Ki- yeah, he just wanted like a brood to control. Yeah, and Kim just wanted stability and support coming from a single mother who was an alcoholic. Yeah. Ugh. Hate all of this. Hate it all. <laughs> Anyways. We end this whole fucking thing with Barry thinking about telling Ethan because everyone knows except Ethan. Yeah, which like, Ethan, come on now. Look at yourself in the mirror. You are yeah, your father. Yeah. yeah, it's it's bad. It's bad. And he's like, so I think I might send a text. And the silver lining is that maybe Ethan will talk to me again. Mm. Uh, Sir, your priorities <laughs> are so fucked up. They are, for sure. For sure. <laughs> oh god so then we go back to the ethan olivia car situation Uh and so olivia has decided after everything's been revealed that she needs a few days to herself so i think she goes to miami while ethan stays in cairo to finish things up and ethan kind of talks to philip about this is where they kind of talk and you know like i said philip's a good influence on ethan so he should be with around philip all the time as far as i'm concerned i know philip's like um Maybe you shouldn't give her too much space. Yeah, like maybe you should like try to make it better. <laughs> yeah, you fucked up. You should be uh, groveling at this yeah, point. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah, Ethan says that she thinks he thinks she's kind of overreacting, but it's like you haven't even like talked to her about what her like. How do you know she's overreacting if you're not talking to her about uh-huh. it? You know what I mean? Uh huh. And then he says, when stuff like this happens, it's just really nice to work on my cars, and I'm like. You're That's literally the, the whole stupidest problem. person. <laughs> you yeah. can't see what's right in front of you. Like, yeah. oh, a conflict? And this person's upset and I'm just going to ignore it? Yeah. Huh. Okay. God. What's what she was upset about? I know. <laughs> I know, right? So then we get a clip of Mariah picking up Olivia from the airport. Um, mm-hmm. And Olivia talks about how she literally wants to kill ethan which mm-hmm. i get it it was pretty and, cute she's like mariah yeah. do you know ethan's favorite flowers you better get it for his fucking funeral <laughs> yeah and she Hell talks yeah. about again how it wasn't about the car it's about the timing and it's about the fact that he kept it for her for eight months eight yeah. months is a long time yeah it's not like he wanted to wait until like they had gotten settled and moved in and weren't yeah. stressed yeah. It's like come what are you waiting for dude like wh- wh- where's the end game here he's just waiting for the car to be finished the never-to-be-completed goal of finishing a car. Like, the joke is, project cars are like, you know, you you work on them for, like, 50 fucking years. Yeah, yeah, that's, like, the point of them is to, like, tinker with them, not to get them fixed. Yeah, and, like, they're rare and old, so, like, it's hard to find parts. Like, it's meant to be, like, a long-term, like, Easter egg hunt of a hobby. Right. So then Mariah and Olivia go to a kava bar, which I did not know what that was, but it's, like, a tea bar, I guess. I don't know. I don't drink, like anything kava is uh 
like indigenous Central American and South American tea, and it's good, gotcha. but it's been white peopled pretty bad. <laughs> sounds right. That sounds one hundred percent right. And yeah. um, I think it's the one. It might be a different one because there are like three different teas. Um, but one of one of them is like kind of stressful on your liver. So <laughs> I don't know. One of good them. Good to know. I don't drink tea, so I don't really know anything. I don't. Mariah says she's finally kind of come to terms with everything with that happened with Max, and she's feeling a lot better. She's decided to completely cut Max off uh-huh. um, because that's what's healthy for her, which yeah. Queen moves. But, of course, Max is going to ruin this again later. I know. But. It's so fucking bad because, like, Mariah was doing so well. Like, she, yes. in this part, the next thing that she goes on about, she says, you know, I didn't really realize what was happening to me, but I was having, like, flashbacks to Joshua's death, and she reveals yeah. that she saw the whole running over She's, of the child yes. happen. Oh, God. Like, I pray that she's getting therapy. Yeah, because she surely did not fucking get therapy then. No, she was just told I know it was God's will and never to speak about it again because it'll upset so your mother. Up. But I really, I really loved how Mariah was talking about this because I feel like mm-hmm. that's not something that we talk about a lot. So I earlier this year went through probably the most traumatic experience of my life, and I'm still, you know, working through all the trauma, and that trauma like awakened all of the other traumatic things that have happened in my mm-hmm. life. And it's like, you're feeling, cause you're, it's like, you're feeling the same way that you felt mm-hmm. during other times. And it's like, you can't help but think about it. And so it just like makes the healing process so much harder. Cause you're bringing up all this other trauma. And in her case, trauma that clearly was not dealt with at all. Mm-mm. So shoo, it's just, it's a lot, but I was really glad to like have a conversation about that. And that oh, yeah. Mariah is able to recognize that I think is really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like she must be getting mm-hmm. therapy because like, yeah, definitely. I feel like I, if, you know, if, if I went through a breakup and then immediately started having flashbacks to my dead baby brother, yeah, I'd be like, I, I need to talk to someone. I right need help. I need help. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> like, help I'm me. not going to be able to do this one on my own buds. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <sighs> so yeah, I don't know. I'm just really proud of Mariah. She's obviously come a long way and really yeah. worked through a lot of stuff yeah and then at the end of this she's talking about ethan to olivia and she's like you guys are both fishing for things that you need and you're not getting them Mm -hmm. and it's just like man sometimes mariah is like mariah is very wise in her way yeah very like old for her age but it's just like because you know she had a fucking traumatic childhood yeah she kind of had to grow (laughs) up early yeah she just is a good a good doobie somehow Mm -hmm. she like Mm -hmm. fucking has her pulse how does she have all the emotional intelligence that ethan doesn't i know really i mean she's a woman (laughs) and he's a man that's probably the but they were like their only friends for a while like it should have rubbed off (laughs) yeah i know uh olivia kind of opens up a little bit and she always she talks about how she's you know always very you know careful with what she says about ethan around mariah because it's Mm -hmm. her brother and like mariah and and um Olivia might be like close friends apart from that, but like it's still her brother. So there's going to be emotions there. Yeah. But I think that Mariah is able to like realize the faults in her brother and be oh, like, yeah. no, you deserve better than that. Yeah. And she knows that Olivia is not just like picking it bullshit. She's right. Yeah. You know, she these sees are, like... it with her own eyes. She knows how her brother is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's not like she's like, oh, he doesn't do this and do this and do that. It's like, man, I'm really upset because he did this and didn't tell me, and then he sent right. this to me. And she's like, yeah, that fucking sounds like That's him. That's reasonable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And yeah, Olivia says that she feels like she's been begging to be loved and respected for so long. And that's so mm-hmm. sad because you should not have to beg to be loved and respected from your partner. Mm-hmm. That should just be natural. And it's just like so much of this problem on both sides is yeah. their fucking upbringings. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. It's like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. Ethan was never taught to like be supportive and emotionally caring to his wife. Mm-hmm. Barry sure as fuck doesn't set a good example. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, Ethan looks like a fucking prince compared to B- Barry and how yeah. he at least he like tries to. Yeah, he doesn't want to control things. Olivia, and he yeah. feels bad when he makes her feel bad, which doesn't right. do the fucking smirk. Yeah, exactly. God, the smirk. I can't even do it. It's just like thin yeah, lips, vitriol. Yeah. I, I don't have the anatomy to do it. I don't even know. He has like an extra muscle in his mouth. Yeah, he's got that mustache muscle. You know, some people <laughs> yes. have the mustache lip. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So then we get into another one of my favorite parts of these episodes. Uh-huh. Uh, we get a clip from Amber, Mercy, and Cassia, who are the three youngest girls, the yeah. three girls still living at home. And um, they are hanging out at one of the rental properties and staying with Kim, who they haven't really talked to the situation yeah Kim she's at all. kim's doing damage control since barry yeah. breached the subject without the her gun. input yeah she kind of reflects a little bit about how they're less they're a lot less strict on clothing and food and media now and she talks about how she feels like she mostly made her kids like sheltered her kids that way um in a way to like correct her own childhood because mm-hmm. her mom was like a single mother alcoholic and she was exposed to a lot of stuff that she didn't want her kids to be exposed to, um, which obviously I understand, but there's mm-hmm. a happy medium. Yeah, again, just because you were hurt people, you don't get to hurt people. Yeah, and then she says that um, the older kids kind of going off on their own ways and discovering themselves has kind of inspired her to like lighten mm-hmm. up a little bit, which, I mean, good. Yeah, she. I think Micah touched on this a little earlier, too, yes. where he was just like, I think she saw us living our lives and just remembered that she had a life once, too. Yeah. It's almost like she's like, oh, I can do that. Like, they did it, so I can do it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's like a backwards in a way, but I mean. Yeah, like they whatever. went out and they didn't die. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. <laughs> Imagine okay. that. Yeah. Um, um, so then we, we get a little clip from Amber, who is the old, I think she's the oldest of the three. Yes. And so she's, I think she's like 13, 14, mm-hmm. she's somewhere 13. around there. She's in the like very attuned to people and their emotions but absolutely no frontal cortex because you're 13 i love it i love it so much <laughs> she's, honestly she is a middle school girl right now she's she is brutal. and honestly i have mad respect for her for like oh, yeah. really speaking up because like i don't think anything that she asked was like cruel. unreasonable no no or cruel or like intentionally cruel yeah she's just like i'm fucking done with this shit i want yeah. answers exactly which you deserve answers yeah. it's affecting your life yeah. But she talks, she reminisces a little bit about how when she was a kid, like her parent, her mom would say like, oh yeah, you don't ever have to worry about us getting divorced because divorce isn't even an option. Yeah. And it's like, God, this must be so confusing for their kids. I know. Because like they don't understand. Especially the younger ones. Yeah. The intricacies like, they don't understand. of like Kim being basically told probably by Barry, this is our religion. We can't right. get divorced. We're in this for life. Our souls are bonded forever. Yeah. And it's like they've literally ra- been raised very strict their whole life and now all of a sudden like everything that they've learned is a lie like that's just mm-hmm. got to be so confusing so fucked up yeah 
Like, especially seeing your mom, like, flip the switch. Like, oh, you know, this stuff doesn't matter. All the stuff yeah. that I was mad about and that I've traumatized you about doesn't right. matter. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, great. So I've spent literally my whole life being nervous about, you know, showing my left elbow. And now I can? Cool. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, it's you just... aren't a whore now. It's just normal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, what the fuck? And then Amber says that she doesn't really understand why Kim is asking Barry to move out because she's the one that wants to leave. So shouldn't she be the one to move out? Which I think is like a reasonable request, like a reasonable question to like yeah, get it's a logical conclusion if you don't exactly. like understand the like household chore split right. and parenting well, and split. It, exactly. And it wasn't like she was being like, I'd rather he live here and you leave. She yeah, wasn't saying that. Out. She was... Yeah, she, which like I don't even know. I think it's I I think it's a a reasonable question. I I can, yeah. I can understand how Kim would like feel a little hurt by that question, but I think oh, yeah. it's reasonable. Yeah, like it's a gutsy ass question to ask. Yeah, as a kid. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, Kim kind of touches on it. Like you know, the one who takes care of the kids should be the one to stay. Yeah. And Kim says like we're both at fault. Like it may be me who is making the like decision right. like i need a different life but it's because of barry and how right. he's treating me and how he won't mm-hmm. meet me halfway yeah and then amber kind of sticks up for her dad a little bit mm-hmm. and how he bought the dance studio for her even though like it could have potentially helped kim leave the relationship and mm-hmm. so like he's not doing things for himself but i mean he he is doing things yeah for himself. he is because in the earlier part where he was talking to them he's like i bought her the dance studio because i thought that you know it would bring that us would back together Mm-hmm. yeah like it's he bought that's why because he thought that, that would get her to shut up and he wouldn't have to do anything except buy a dance studio yeah which like wow great yeah i'm sure real <laughs> estate isn't expensive in cairo yeah come on now <laughs> um yeah i don't know but um it was good amber says at the end that you know she was feeling sort of mad at her mom about this after the conversation with her dad but she feels you know she understands a little bit more about what's going on and so she's not feeling as mad which imagine that communication yeah who would have thought that maybe barry was doing this to bias them initially i know right no not manipulative at all barry definitely not a problem like i think i don't know if lydia will ever understand but i think amber's gonna be like 21 and have like some kind of fucking Mm -hmm. therapy awakening of like i understand my mom now yeah i think the fact that she's already like brave enough to ask these questions is a really good sign that she's oh, yeah. yeah gonna she's, be that kind of person she is not willing to be cowed love it love it we, she's, we she's stand just mariah 2.0 good for her good for her we love it <laughs> yes <sighs> so then we go into the last episode for today which is called dirty little sinners mm-hmm. and ethan is on his way back to tampa from cairo and he arrives home expecting to find an emotional Olivia. It's She's going to be a little bit emotional, he says in the fucking car or whatever, oh like God. the talking head or whatever. I'm like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's very tense when they walk in. It's just like quiet. Nobody really says anything. It was finally like Olivia was like, you know, you could bring it up. Like, I don't have yeah. to bring it up. He, he says hello and she says, hey. And he's like, well, if we're not going to talk, maybe I should go work on something else. Yeah. You dummy. And she says, or maybe you should be the one to talk because it always falls on me to talk about the problem and solve them and try to fix it. Yeah. And also you're the one who fucked up. So yeah. like, you should be the one yeah. reaching out and being like, hey, let's 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 resolve this. Yeah. But they talk about it a little bit. Ethan says he just couldn't help it when he saw the car. He just needed it. And it's like, 
You could have fucking helped it. And also, like, there's a way where you could have been like, I know we're separated, but this car has been my dream. Yeah. Of my hobby my whole life. And, you know, this is this is the only time I've ever seen one on sale. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Yeah. But no, you fucking hit it. Right. I feel like if you would have just been up front with it at the at the beginning, like she might have been a little annoyed with it, sure, but like I don't think it would have reached this. He level just doesn't at all. understand the problem. He just thinks that she no. doesn't want him to have the cars because yeah. it takes attention from her and she's like, I don't care if you have the fucking cars, but you have to yeah. like have the fight with me too. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then Olivia just says that the fact that he kept this a secret so long has made her lose some trust, which is very valid. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of just she kind of ends the state the conversation saying that she is going to give herself the same freedom that Ethan gives himself and she's just going to try to pay more attention to herself and do things that make her happy mm-hmm. which good for her i really i mean obviously Ethan needs to work on things but like i'm glad that she's just yeah. like okay i've done everything that i can do and yeah i'm not the problem here yeah so, so i'm just going to like up make or my- we're going to yeah. figure this out in, in the, the meantime, I'm going to try to make myself as happy as I can. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Ethan ends it with, why are things like this? Why aren't we more compatible? And it's like, because you have the emotional range of, like, a gnat. Yeah, exactly. And it's also like, I mean, that's unfortunately a lot of times the situation when you get married very young without yeah. having dated for a long time especially if you become drastically different people like right. leave a religion or leave a abusive family exactly and that's not to say that you can't work on those things and like have a good relationship regardless but i mean things change so mm-hmm. you know <sighs> so then we go over to lydia who is doing amber's makeup and they're mm-hmm. talking about the situation with their parents and <laughs> lydia was like so impressed with amber and her <laughs> asking her questions and she just said should i give you a list of questions to ask for me <laughs> which i think was really funny yeah but yeah no i mean i i was like I would. I am always impressed with people who can be like confrontational like that in appropriate oh, yeah. times because I just do everything I possibly can to avoid confrontation like most of the time. Uh huh. So yeah. Yeah. When it's something like that, when it, if it's like Ethan Olivia stuff, I'll I'll have the fight. But when it's like, yeah. oh, uh, do I want to have an opinion about my parents' divorce? Yeah. It's, it's like, like that's a little bit more like. Ugh. That's but hardcore. Obviously, yeah, it's valid, and she. I'm glad that she expressed it. But yeah, and I Amber not be was able just like, it. I just, I just had to ask. Like, I wanted to know, so I just had to ask. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, yeah, Lydia says that she's happy that Amber is speaking her mind and talking through things because that is not in Lydia's wheelhouse to Mm-mm. to do that. Mm-mm. She just Mm-mm. puts it all in God's hands. Yeah, mm. and talks to Max. <laughs> her BFF. Speaking of Max, ugh, let's talk ugh. about this piece of trash now. Yeah. So just after uh, Mariah has finally kind of worked through things and decided she can let go of Max and move on, Max decides to release a video, I guess, on Instagram, on social media, mm-hmm. whatever, to tell his side of the story. Yeah. And Mariah's like more pissed off than she's ever been because she'd been like expressly keeping this off of social media because she mm-hmm. didn't want to deal with Wanna people. And she knew that like name through the mud. Yeah. Like, she is has a following. She's, like, a public figure. And mm-hmm. he obviously did not 
treat her well. So, like, it's not going to be well for Max. It's not going to go well for him. Yeah, like, she was being the bigger man here. Exactly. And <laughs> he just, just had like, to I'm just not going to have any details, even though my life is on a TV show. And, like, you knew this signing up for dating me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but basically he was like, um, we're in a funk. I just didn't feel like anything was going well. Da, 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 da. We just didn't really like, like each other or love each other anymore. And she's like, we, you gave me a promise ring. We were moving in together yeah. into a different city. What? <laughs> yeah, you were just completely making this up. We were not in a funk at all. And if, if we, we were... It was yeah. a one-sided thing. And yeah, you were she's not like, if, if you felt like we were in a funk, you didn't tell me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh-huh. he refers to the thing as the incident that mm-hmm. he had, an, uh, he, he had an, a, a small incident. Yes, a small incident where he fucked another woman. You Oops, know. I fell no with my deal. dick out. <laughs> <laughs> I fell dick first into this woman. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> uh. But then also Max blamed Mariah's family um, about, and not just like her parents, but like she was blaming Ethan and Olivia and mm-hmm. feeling uncomfortable around them and not wanting to move in with them. And it's like, if that's true, like, fine. Have but, the like, conversation. Maybe talk, talk to Mariah about that yeah. beforehand. That's, that's don't go get crunk and screw. That's maybe say, hey, I don't want to do this when you're like looking at apartments with them. Exactly. And then to just like, come online and blame everyone else for your own bad decision is just like mm-hmm. never a good look. Mm-mm. Especially because like we have him on camera lying, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like we oh have him, God. we have Micah explicitly asking him nothing happened more than a kiss. Right. And he said, yeah. no man, no. And then, and then hours later he feels guilty and tells Mariah about it. And now, yeah. Now he's trying to back it all up. Yeah. He's like, no, like, no, it was an incident. Oh, God. I loved how e- like Ethan has d- officially declared Max his mortal enemy, which mm-hmm. <laughs> I get. It's like, I honest to God hate him for this. Yeah, which like, I get. Yeah. Like, fuck this guy for sure. Fuck this guy. Um, and M- Mariah kind of talks about how Max has continued to have a relationship with some of Mariah's family, like the siblings. Yeah, it's like, and, and you're blaming them for what? I know. Exactly. And. Mariah says that, like, I think she thinks that a lot of the reason why is because she hasn't been honest about what happened and she hasn't given her side of the story. And so she, like, really needs to open up to her family about it and let them yeah. know that, like, it's not cool to, to be with my to be around my ex anymore. Like, uh-uh. that's not cool. And then we get Max. We do. I we was get not our first Max it. talking head. I know. He comes on and is like, well, okay, fine. <laughs> he says, I essentially cheated. <laughs> No, yeah. you cheated. Yeah, you just, you just cheated. gotta say I cheated. He's like, I didn't tell her the details, but I thought she would have known the details. He said she thought it would. Be, he thought it would be awkward and too much to give the details. And it's like you don't need to give the hairy details, but you should be like, you shouldn't blatantly lie and said that somebody tried to kiss you yeah. when you really had sex with them. Yeah, yeah. Like you didn't have to go into details, but you gotta yeah. go into like. A little Enough details. Detail. There is yeah. a, such a thing as lying by omission. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> and of course, then he's like, yeah, then we were just having a conversation and I didn't think it would hurt her because I thought she would have known already. And it's like, first of all, you know, this girl's never had a, bro- a, bro- a boyfriend before, no. right? Yeah. And she's like incredibly sheltered. And yeah. she was a yeah. virgin. Like she doesn't know anything. And also she's, I think Mariah seems to be a very like trusting, pretty optimistic person. So Which is it's, baffling again. Yeah. <laughs> 
and it's like so obviously like you know, you and he knew that too yeah and so that's the worst part it's yeah. like you're just lying through your teeth right and now. And he already broke up with her once. Like in season one, he broke up with her yes. and he got back together with her. And it's like, okay, if you didn't want to be cruel and tell her the details, you would have just broken up with her. Yeah, definitely. You would have just said, sorry, I'm not in with this anymore. I don't want to move in with you. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? You don't have to tell people if you fuck up. You can just break up with them. Mm-hmm. It That's just makes true. you feel better when you fuck up to tell someone. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Max. He also like avoids the question about if he's still in love with Mariah, and yeah. instead he just talks about how he's happy that he had the journey he had with Mariah. I'm so grateful to have gone through this journey with Mariah. Fuck you, Max. Yeah, he's just playing the whole fucking field just in case Mariah wants to get back yeah. together with him later mm, after nah. he essentially Mariah, cheated. Mariah can do way better than you, dude. Bye. <laughs> I essentially cheated is the new, like, essential yes. oil. Yeah. <laughs> essentially cheated. Mm. Essentially. Even though he didn't even say cheated in the video, like, he he knew that video was fucked up, too. Yeah. That's yeah. why he agreed okay. to do the interview. Yeah, definitely. He was trying to make himself look better, but he just looks like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Can't come off looking good in this situation, dude. You fully yeah. fucked up. I mean, he's like a 20-year-old dude, but you just... Yeah. Like you, you get you gotta you know face up to the consequences of your mm-hmm. actions. Yeah, That's you knew what you were say. getting into. She didn't mm-hmm. magically start have cameras following her or anything. Right, right. She's you decided came to in the middle this. of this. You you yeah. knew that she was a public figure when you cheated on yeah. her. So like, right. and even when you first got with her, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, we go over to Micah, who doesn't know who Steve Jobs is. Bless oh, him, a tiny <laughs> angel. I know. But he talks about how his 21st is coming up and he's planning on spending it in Florida with his family. And Mm -hmm. he kind of gets to open up a little bit about to Hayden, his friend, Mm -hmm. about the situation with his parents and talks about how much his parents have changed. And this is where he talks about how he thinks that Kim seeing the kids like living their life and having fun like she wants to do that now. Yeah, because that's what she was doing before she met Barry. Right. And yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it was nice. It was nice to have to see the scene with Micah and Hayden. And I'm glad I'm glad he has good friends. To, <laughs> I know I just on. wrote in the notes and this. I was just like, Hayden's such a good friend, man. He is. I love Hayden. Like, he's like, cool. bro Shout is out to so Hayden. rarely like, yeah, talk about their feelings like this mm-hmm. and not just be like, oh, yeah, bro, that's a bummer, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was it was good. It was it was a nice a nice little scene. Mm hmm. Because Hayden was like, oh, you know, my parents were divorced and it's mm-hmm. pretty normal. Like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It was good. Yeah. So Kim is going to Tampa to spend some time with Mariah after mm-hmm. the Max video situation. And Ethan still, you know, not really in contact with her, doesn't want to see her. But he is willing to drop Mariah off on the beach, which is kind of nice. Like, mm-hmm. at least he's being supportive of Mariah seeing the mom and not being like, you know yeah him, yeah he's still shit. being he's being supportive of everybody's choices as long as they're supportive of his yeah exactly so um apparently ethan doesn't know anything about kim and barry and i was no. surprised that mariah hasn't told him this is the fucked up this is ethan being ethaned yeah yeah ex- it is <laughs> he's the only one who doesn't know <laughs> yeah i don't know i th- i really think and i'm not criticizing mariah because i yeah. imagine she doesn't want to talk about this and whatever but i i really think that if i were mariah and i was living with my brother who was not in contact with my parents and i found out that my parents were separating that i would definitely yeah. talk to my brother about it yeah yeah like i think 
Barry told Ryan not to talk to Ethan about mm-hmm. it, which is probably fucked up. It's but, fucked up because he keeps like withholding the information. From yeah, him. and like s- segregating parts of his family into yeah, like who knows, who doesn't, who can emotionally support each other instead of yeah. like just fucking tell everyone. Like you can't expect a separation to be a fucking secret if you've told almost all of your kids. And also, especially if you literally have a television show. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. That's so dumb. Barry just thinks he can do no wrong. Oh, God. Anyways. So, um, Kim wants to cheer Mariah up a little bit, mm-hmm. and um, they go to the beach together and kind of talk about everything. And Mariah really opened up to, like, what happened between them and... She also talks about how, like, her mom and her have gotten a lot closer, and they're able to, like, talk through a lot of tough tough topics now that they used to I not feel like I about. need to go back in my notes, because I feel like in the first season, at some point, I said, Kim just hates Mariah because Mariah is who she was. Kim. Yeah. 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 She's just Kim. Definitely. <laughs> and even Kim in this scene talks about how, like, nobody, in her, nobody makes her mm-hmm. feel seen and heard like Mariah does. And it's probably because they're both so similar emotionally mm-hmm. and so they know like they know what to say to each other yeah and that's really great they're little wild but, children who yeah. want a wild child and then they have something fuck them up <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah mariah talks about how it makes her uncomfortable that max is hanging out with lydia and the other kids mm-hmm. and so at least it's kind of like out there and known and hopefully yeah. it will get communicated to lydia that oh, she needs yeah. to stop god i know i watched the little like coming up next at the end of this episode mm-hmm. and it's just it it's not gonna go good. Uh, great i can't wait i cannot wait <laughs> oh, yeah um so then mariah we move on and, at, mm-hmm. and mariah asks about how things are going with kim and barry and kim just says not very good and mm-hmm. that she's not happy in her marriage and she wants out but she feels like she's letting her children down and it's like no kim the only way you're letting your children down is by not not caring for them caring for them now not being there like, for them not you can helping you can divorce their father and still parent yes them. definitely definitely um and you can discover yourself and you know do your hobbies and still you know be a parent at the same time i have time. heard that people, people with dance studios have raised children that's insane i don't think that's possible Joey. i, and I need statistics possible. on that <laughs> percentage of dance studio moms wait dance moms yeah (laughs) god yeah i think it's just like both kim and mariah are people pleasers who are wild children Mm -hmm. and i think they're people pleasers because they grew up with abusive mothers yes (laughs) yes yeah yeah and uh yep it's just like they both are finally figuring out that you have to do what makes you happy instead of being a doormat yeah and being like Oh, it's once you get married, just close your eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, which thankfully for Mariah, you know, she's a 20-year-old yeah. woman. Yeah, that's a really great time to be having these revelations about yes. yourself. But for Kim, it's a little, little, a little late. You harder. did kind of traumatize a whole clan of children. Oh, whole generation. But you know what? That's okay. <laughs> They'll get through know. it. They'll get through it. No well, apparently help they are. to you. Yeah. Yeah, God. I don't know. It was it was a good Kim and Mariah moment overall, yeah, honestly. It was. I am glad that their relationship is a lot a lot better than it was in the beginning. Because they both now know the other one's a person. Right. Wow. Crazy. Which that's understandable when you are an eighteen year old. Not very understandable right. when you are a fifty year old. Right, exactly. 
So then the last little part of this episode, um, <laughs> Olivia is going out with a friend that she met and then like a bunch of her girlfriends. And she talks about how she didn't really have a normal high school, college experience. So this is like the first time she's like going out to a bar with her girlfriends. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I love these friends sense of humor to take her to a like sinners club. Yes. With like the nun answering the door being like, do you have a confession? It was so good. It was so good. And she, she she touches on that and talks about how, like, her experience as a child, like, sometimes stays in her mind so much. And she has to remind herself that it's, like, okay to enjoy these things because mm-hmm. they're not bad. Like, going to a bar, having, you know, a drink with friends. like Yeah, you're not a sinner going to hell. Yeah. Even though that's been beaten into you your whole life. And so while Olivia is at her sinner's bar, Ethan <laughs> decided to go to a barcade by himself. And he's just talking to some older ladies at the bar. Loved it. I know. Iconic. Yeah. And I, I, so we kind of flash back and forth between Ethan and Olivia, but I loved mm-hmm. the juxtaposition, juxtaposition between Olivia and her friend Brie. They're both mm-hmm. the same age. They're both 23, but Brie is like a, like a party, normal 23, not normal, yeah. but like at like your average, She's what like, you would yeah, expect a 23 year old to be. 23 year old girl. And then you have Olivia, who's like never once gone out with friends, who's like very mature, very mm-hmm. like a ma- like a married woman for years. Mm-hmm. It's just like kind of interesting to see the the, the differences between the two. But I'm glad yeah. that I'm glad that Olivia is being exposed to like more people her age and things oh, that yeah. like people her age are doing. Yeah, it's very healing. It's yes, to, I'm sure it is. You know, be able to essentially be a kid now that like yeah. you're. I mean, she's an adult. She has a job. She has. I'm sure enough money from destination yeah. wedding shit. Like, yeah, she, she can be an actual regular young adult now instead of exactly expected to be a parent at 18. Right. She's like Drew Barrymore running through the rain, yeah. feeling her inner child. Yeah. yeah God. <sighs> oh, I loved this part where they, they're kind of talking about like this, their sins. Mm-hmm. And Olivia's like, Olivia mentions that, she stole her mom's phone at night when she was like 16 and found porn and watched uh-huh. porn on her mom's phone, which like, hell yeah, go for it. I mean, she's 16. It's like normal 16. Behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's not like addicted to porn. She's a curious no, yeah. teenager. She's curious to know how and no one work. will fucking tell her. Exactly. Like she's got to learn this somewhere. Like porn is not a great place, but I just, I just, I applaud her uh-huh. bravery and the balls to do oh, it because yeah. imagine her being caught. I feel like that would have been so bad. That would have been so bad. And she knew, like, how to clear her history and everything. Yeah. Man. She's a smart cookie. She's, She's a smart, a smart cookie. cookie. Um, Ethan talks a little bit about how all of his friends are old people because he's an old person, basically. Yeah. yeah. That's how my brother is. My brother, like, all of his friends are, like, 50-year-old men that yeah. he plays music with. And it's like if he like, would just listen to them, he would yeah. do a lot better. Because yeah. 50-year-old a lot. men can be your friends. They can tell yeah. you a lot of things. Just be friends with Philip forever. And Philip will tell you appreciate your wife. Learn from their experiences and their stories. They yeah. can be helpful. Yeah. Um, and then we get this part where they kind of talk about, um, like, Olivia says she's very secure in a relationship with Ethan and never worried about, like, him cheating on her. Yeah. And this random girl comes up to Ethan and asks for her number, or gives him her number. Yeah. And he just like takes it yeah in typical ethan typical ethan fashion he doesn't want to have the conflict of being like oh no 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 i'm married thanks yeah well and it's like it's not 
he talks about how he doesn't want conflict, but it's not like he's saying, I'm not interested in you or like, you're not my type. Yeah. He's saying I'm married. Like, that's just a fact and like a relevant fact. Yeah. And she can say to that, oh, you know, I just thought you wanted to check out this other bar. Here's the number anyway. Yeah. Like, whatever but yeah it's like i feel like you should have said something you should have just taken the number it just yeah. kind of looks a little suspicious well, and especially weird. because the two old ladies he was with at the bar were talking about his wife like they know yeah. she, he's married yeah and it's just it's, like sitting there it was bizarre i don't know i mean like i get it it's probably the first time i think it's the first time he's ever had somebody give him their number which probably yeah 90 percent of the first time you do that you're just like oh yeah <sighs> but yeah Sorry. I yeah um, that's like when you're a woman you learn when a man asks for your number to just automatically say I have a boyfriend even if you don't because mm-hmm. men respect that but they won't respect you saying no to their advances ain't that the fucking truth love it love it here I love it America patriarchy we live in an incredible place truly the best time all right, though. Do you have anything else to say about this episode or these episodes? No. I'm just glad. So I know a little bit about what happens in the next couple episodes, but I'm just glad that I also follow Olivia on Instagram and know that she and Ethan are out traveling the world saying that they mm-hmm. live in places, even though they're just going to places for one week. They're yeah. like, living in Paris is great. We're here for six days. <laughs> it's like, okay. I mean, you are alive, alive in, in Paris. Paris. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, it is. I follow her too, and it has yeah. been nice to see like them like doing stuff together. Yeah, clearly Ethan got world. his head out of his fucking ass because she yeah. was like, you know, what would make me happy going traveling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that is that is good. I think that about does it for this week. I think we'll continue on with some more Plathville in the coming yep. days. Finish up the finish up the old season eight. Yes, yes. Uh, but if you have anything that you wanted to say about this episode or any of our other episodes, or if you have anything you'd like us to watch for the future, you can send us an email at tvliterate at gmail.com. And we are everywhere on the internet at tvliterate. We are on Instagram, Tumblr, Reddit, Twitter, Facebook. If you can think of it, we're on there, except for Be Real, because I don't understand Be Real. I'm officially <laughs> too old for it. So no, we're not there. <laughs> but everywhere else, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and we also have a Kofi, uh, which is ko-fi.com forward slash tv literate if you want to drop us a dollar because we make you holler (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) um and if you have a moment and can leave us a review we would also really appreciate that and we will see you guys next week with another episode bye-bye bye